Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And if there's a split in the group, then unfortunately, whether it's now, next week, next month, next year, it is inevitable that Manchester United will change. Hello everybody, my name's James and for the benefit of those listening on the audio, you're listening to Ask James, my regular YouTube live stream where I welcome questions from the YouTube community on anything football related. For those who are joined in live on stream, thank you very much. I'll get onto your questions very shortly. I apologize for a little bit of my lateness, a little bit of a technical audio issue which i think should now be resolved uh before i get into the questions a reminder of our live show this sunday at the firsty bear in central london a live screen of both games on sunday not in the forest against aston villa luton against liverpool and then at seven o'clock a live recording with an audience of our game week 11 review podcast detailing all the football from the weekend. And I imagine it'd probably be more laughs than normal, bearing in mind we've got an audience uh, in the crowd. Uh, obviously, the live show is brought to you in partnership with FPL Meets. Uh, tickets are priced at £5. All that money gets donated to the Game Week 39 charity fund and we'll match whatever total is raised as well. So all the money's going to a good cause as well. We've got some top people coming. I know Mark Southern said on Black Box last night he's, he's coming. Tom Cantle from Who Got the Assist, uh, FPL Harry. Harry Daniels is coming. So we've got some big content creators coming as well. A number of our correspondents. It's going to be a really, really good crowd. I hope you can join us on Sunday. Uh, tickets available via the bio description for this stream slash podcast. Right, let's get into the questions. JP says, hi, James. Prediction for Chelsea Spurs and how it will play out. I think it'll be low scoring. Uh, I said that on Monday's pod and we covered that on our Patreon podcast yesterday again as well. Um, sort of like max three goals in the game, I should imagine. I, I really do think it'll be low scoring. I think Chelsea will probably set up similar to how they played against Arsenal. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's 
Palmer and Gallagher as kind of a front two slash two tens, if you will. Uh, and they may well go similar to that. I expect the wide players will probably have a job to do against Tottenham's fullbacks. And it's how can Tottenham manipulate from there. It'll be how well for Chelsea can they control uh, a game of this importance away from home because their possession statistics and ball keeping numbers are, are very good this season. So I think it'll be a tight affair. I think it will feel like a London derby. I don't think Chelsea have been as bad as their league table position suggests, but I think we quite rightly go into the game on Monday night as favourites at this stage. So confident, really looking forward to it. Can't wait. Uh, JP says, who would you start out of Maguire? Big Tasty and Gabriel. Uh, for those who are unaware, Big Tasty is, of course, the brilliant Jamal Lascelles of Newcastle. Uh, who would I start out of that lot? I'd probably chance my arm with Maguire, but I wouldn't be certain it was going to start. Um, I don't mind playing Lascelles, Newcastle defenders, Arsenal defenders. I think that also, as again, as I said on Monday's pod, I think that'll be low scoring, possibly even less than Tottenham, Chelsea. To be honest, I wouldn't be shocked if it finished nil-nil, but I probably would chance on Maguire, maybe. I'm pretty confident that Gabriel will play. There's no reason to feel, think that Lascelles won't play. Stanislav Lapin says, Hi, James, who would you get for Neto? I have 5.8 in the bank. Thanks. So it's just concerns about Huang, not on him personally, but obviously Wolves without Neto and what that impact might be on Huang. I'd recommend having listened to Monday's pod for a bit more info on that when we discuss the Wolves Newcastle 2-2 draw. Um, I like Adingra. I think Brighton's fixtures are good for a sustained period, so I don't mind that at enabling price. I think... Anthony Gordon's 5.7 and his tough fixtures coming up are home fixtures. So I don't think we should be massively off put by that. I guess it depends how much do you want to play it or not. If you want to play it every week, I'd, I'd arguably maybe pay for Gordon. If not, if you're looking at a rotational option, I think a dinger and a kind of a week to week assess is, is absolutely fine. So yeah, I think Gordon also at the value, I would say, Keep an eye on Brennan Johnson. I, I think there's every chance he'll possibly come into the team on Monday night. I don't think you can buy that now, but I think that's that's one to, to monitor. JP says, differential sky picks for coming few weeks. Keep Watkins or sell to Nunes. Now, I, I think that's that's probably a keep. Um, Watkins would be more useful for you from a cap C perspective, uh, especially when that Sheffield United Friday night game comes around in match week 18. Now, it's not to say you can't go Nunes and then come back to him. Yes, you can. The, the problem with that is the re-entry point for Watkins would be when Aston Villa play Brentford and Darwin Nunes plays Manchester United the same day. So it's not ideal. So as good as what uh, Nunes looks as a prospect, I think the consistency of Watkins, I, I would probably just keep, to be honest. Uh, Jay says, Gabriel worth moving on. If so, I can only go to a 4.9 million below. I'd be burning a transfer. I don't make a move, so I can't really see save the transfer. It must be something you can you can move, Jay. Tweet your team and tag me on Twitter, and I'll have a look at it a little later on. But my instinct, to be honest, would be keep Gabriel. I don't think it's the worst to play this weekend. I do think he'll come back in the team. Saliba obviously got a rest last night. I think Gabriel got the rest Saturday, and I, I think that's it. I literally think that's it. So I think he'll come back in. I think he'll play the majority of the upcoming games. Arsenal have a brilliant run of fixtures after Newcastle, so... I'd be keeping. I might be buying him next week, so I'd be keeping at the moment. Uh, Dermot Whelan says, Hi, James. I presume Ariola 
He's ahead of Turner this week, even though neither fixture is great. Yes, I would I would say so. I, I don't have huge confidence in returns for, for Turner. And I, you, you're playing against the ownership of, of West Ham owners who will obviously go for Ariola this week. So yeah, I think I think I'd play him. But yeah, I wouldn't be overly hopeful on either returning. It's very true. Ali Bismo says, Hi, James, would you roll free transfer this week or do Botman's Shimikas? I have Cher, Poro, Cash and Kabore as my other defenders. Yeah, get it done, mate. And I guess from that, I'd probably pick him over. Probably Cher, I guess, I suppose. So yeah, I'd, I'd get it done. There's nothing to hold on to Botman for at this stage. Eddie Howell said there's a setback. We don't know the extent of that setback at this stage. But yeah, I think that's a sell and kind of almost feels like last opportunity to get on the Shimmer Cash train, to be honest. So yeah, I'd get it done. JP says, should I sell trips slash cash to Shimmer on Sky? If so, which is your preference? Um, Well, not cash on Sunday because he's got a game. So therefore the answer, the answer would be trippier, mate. Uh, David Hunter says, hi, mate. I foster up front. Would you therefore play Taylor ahead of, Gay this week for an all-in strategy. Also in Sky Eye, Fleckening goal is a good plan to hold until Saar single game day. Yes, unless you wanted to go into Sanchez Monday night, but I think that's probably one to come back to, to be honest. So yeah, the, that holding on for Jose Saar is fine, even though Flecker's fixtures aren't great. There'll be some safe tiers in there. You, you can bet on that, I should imagine. Um, would I play Taylor over Gabe? If you start in Foster, yeah, I probably would on on that basis. And I did say on Monday as well, I wouldn't be totally shocked if Burnley beat Palace, subject to is there any chance of Michael Elise being back, for example. But yeah, I, th- I think Burnley might win on Saturday, actually. So yeah, Taylor for me. Gary Rezo, our Chelsea correspondent's in. This afternoon, my friends, do you think Dan Ashworth is the most underrated man in football? My West Brom mate can't speak highly enough of him. I, d- I don't think I know enough about him to to comment, Gary, I, sorry, it's a really, really shit answer, but I, I think I'd be blagging it on on any answer I gave you. Maybe I, I need to get on Google and start having a proper look at him. Uh, Ready can dance says, James, have I lost the plot? Probably, mate, I have. Uh, thinking of going Diaz to Harrison. 0.01% owned. Free returns in free games. Also, Everton fixtures aren't that bad. I should just save a transfer and go and boom uh, no, I, I highlighted this on Monday, actually, that Brighton Manchester United at home is fine. Palace Forest is away. Then there's a couple more difficult home games, Newcastle, Chelsea. Then there's Burnley away. Then there's Tottenham away, Man City at home. You're probably not going to want to own at that period. But yeah, it's not it's not that bad. Um, I don't know what Harrison's price is. I, I would prefer Decore. That's the only thing I'd say on that. I think if you wanted to invest in an Everton midfielder, um, I know he's he's got the most def- FPL points of any midfielder, I think of anyone in the game actually owned by under 1% at the moment. And he's obviously in close support to Calvert-Lewin. So as per the Calvert-Lewin flick on for the Decore shot at West Ham on on Sunday, like that sort of situation can come up. Um, so I would prefer Decore. I, I've, I've got to be totally honest. I have no idea what Harrison's price is. I'm just going to have a quick check of that for you. Uh, he's 5.5. Decore's same price. I would prefer Decore. Um, I'd be pretty pretty clear on that, actually. Uh, Vish says, should I downgrade Trent to Shimikas? Look, you don't necessarily want to sell Trent for a fixture like what's coming up. I would just ask if there's a manipulation there if you don't already have free Liverpool 
can you go someone else to Shimikas and then Trent to someone else when Manchester City play Liverpool in game week 13? I would just look at that. If you're already on three, then I can't make any justification for having Trent over Shimikas at the moment. Shimikas on the odd set piece as well. It's just, it's too much money. But will Trent score more? Yeah, probably. Enough to be. It's not double the price, but it feels like it, doesn't it? I said 3.5 difference or so. Yeah. If you're already on free Liverpool, I would move that on. But as said, if you're not, I would ask, is there someone else you can sell to Shimikas and then Trent someone else in game week 13? Uh, Colin Johnson says, hi, James. Sky question. The camera to Shimikas, 42 left. All captain covered until Fulham's game. Uh, I presume that's one with Wolves. Yep. Yeah, I'd, I'd be keen. I think there'll be investment in Liverpool. You look across the next five, Luton, Brentford, Fulham, Sheffield United. Sure, there's the trip to City as well. Even Palace away in 16 as well. For Shimikas, these are good fixtures to the extent that it's not even impossible that he could hit a passing tier as, as he did on Sunday against Nightingale Forest. Unlikely, but possible. Yeah, I would get that done. Aaron Hill says, want to triple up on Liverpool. Unfortunately, don't have Salah. Currently on Darwin and Shimikas, the plan was Diaz. Do you think Jota is the one to go for if we don't have any news on Diaz's situation? Uh, I think it, unless we've got information on Diaz's situation, which we probably will get from Jurgen Klopp, I should imagine he's, he's not one to piss about and lie about, I think. Um, unless, uh, if we don't get any information, I don't think he can do anything. I think there's too many good assets to be like, oh, I'm desperate for, for Liverpool. I, I get the want to have that but there's enough good assets that you can look elsewhere. So unless there's concrete information, I, I wouldn't bother. If Klopp was to say, look, Diaz is likely to be missing for a few weeks while he sorts his stuff out, then sure, punt it. Um, but who knows? He might even say Diaz is, is available, right? So Jerry Darmiou says, hi, James. Who would you start between Gabriel and Udogi on the non-FPL side of things? If Sheffield United failed to win versus Wolves, I'm born within the next three, are they breaking Darby's 11-point record? Yeah, they'll break Derby's record, um, even if they don't get anything at the weekend. Discuss this again with Serge on um, Monday's pod. They are they are much better than that Derby team, I promise you. I know they look bad at the moment, but they're better than that Derby team. And they will get some points at Bramwell Lane. That Derby team was pathetic. It was properly... It got into the second half of the season. It was getting absolutely levered every week by everybody. I don't think that will be the case for Sheffield United. So, yeah, they'll break that points record. On Gabriel Doggy, I've got Saliba. And at the moment, I intend to play Doggy over him. But I, I I don't mind. Like I said, if, you, if you're sitting and you think, well, I think Chelsea score at Tottenham and you think Arsenal keep clean sheet at Newcastle, I don't think it's as straightforward as it looks. As I said, I, I expect both games to be um, low scoring. I imagine Destiny will be back for Tottenham. And that's my intention at the moment is to play him. If he's unavailable, I might look at a transfer. Uh, Berth Media says, hi, James, please rate the following. Gross, Almiron and Rodri. I presume that's a fantasy related because otherwise I'm just going to go Rodri top on. I, so from a fantasy perspective, um, I, I think Almiron over Gross, then Rodri. But with the caveat that if Deserby was to turn around and say, if Superman's had a setback, he's out for three, four weeks. It might be that Pascal Gross plays in the advanced position that he played at the weekend against Fulham, and therefore it would be him. But I would say Almiron. That said, 
I would prefer Gordon to Almiron and I would prefer Adingra to Gross. I would prefer Matoma to Gross. Nikolai says, morning, James. Got a defensive Trippier, Bayer, Maguire, Gabriel and Cash. Only got one free transfer, zero in the bank. Any suggestions or should I roll a week and re-evaluate? Yeah, I think rolling's fine because I think worst case, you've got Trippier, Gabriel and Cash and that's not disastrous this week. That said, your conclusion from Jordan Bayer may be Jamel LaSalle's. I think Bayer is holding at 4.0 currently. Yes. So you could go Bayer to LaSalle's. Equally, you could go Maguire to LaSalle's, for example, or even, you know, if you think, well, I'm never going to play these players. Charlie Taylor is 0.1 saving from Bayer. George Baldock is a 0.2 saving. That's a comfortably kind of leave last on your bench. But in fairness to Sheffield United, we've got Wolves, Bournemouth and Burnley three of the next four. So they're not terrible fixtures if you want to invest in that. It's more a case as he come back in the team. So I think it's probably reevaluate, but I would evaluate what do you think you want? And if it's going to be Lascelles, you probably want to make the transfer now from the value perspective. I don't get the the, the want for Manchester United players. We watched them again last night. It's, it's really bad. And I also think from a Maguire perspective, surely if he's available, Raphael Varane plays at Fulham on Saturday, surely. And they would be better off playing Varane and Lindelof and probably and playing Reggion at left back. Casemiro's, we, we think he's going to be absent as well on Saturday. I think they could get beat. So I wouldn't even mind if you, although Maguire's next three fixtures are good, I wouldn't even mind if you if you cut that. Think of this as when you go, oh, Maguire's got Luton in 12. Right, great. Look at the other defenders you've got. So you've got Trippier at Bournemouth. There's no way you're not playing that. You've got Gabriel at home to Burnley. There's no way you're not playing that. And you've got Cash at home to Fulham. You're going to want to play that. So you don't even want Maguire in game with 12 for Luton at home anyway. So I'd arguably cut that. Uh, and thank you. Yes, all is well. Thank you, mate. Buy a ticket for Sunday. Aaron Hill says bench one of Trippier and Estupanan and bench one of Saka, Adingra, Bowen. Cheers, all the best. Um, I'd always be uncomfortable leaving Trippier out in any game. With Estupanan, we'd have to have the view at the moment. We don't know if he's fit unless something's been said this morning. And, and if it has, I've, I've missed it, to be honest. Um, but it could easily be like a 45-minute appearance or a substitute appearance. I, I think with an away game against an Everton side that's what won their last two, I think. Um, I would just I would just play trips. I've spoken several times over about I think the game could be low scoring. On bench one of Saka Adingra Bowen, I think Adingra. Yeah. I might bench Saka for Mitoma. That feels a little bit different. I would pick Saka, I think, over Adingra. Just be no certainty on Adingra starting, despite the fact I think it's a really good asset to go and get. Uh, Perlos Penn says, hi, James. How do you rate Nketiah as an option from next week? Could be my transfer, mate. Yeah, the intention at the moment is to roll. And I would like to keep rolling that um, as the weeks go on, ideally. Yes, I could see me looking at next week and going Alvarez to Nketiah short term and then look at flipping and Nketiah back to maybe Alvarez in game week 16 uh, when Arsenal go to Villa and then see you've just come out of Villa away and then go to Luton. See how I feel at that point. But yeah, I think the the word at the moment on Jesus is probably out till all the rest of this month. Now that might only be the three game weeks, but then it's Wolves on the second, Luton on the fifth. 
And I think those fixtures are easy enough. We might get the build to Jesus coming back in the team. Like we got last time he came back from injury. It was like he was available for a little bit and and building back in in time for a difficult free game spell that Arsenal have against Villa, Brighton and Liverpool between 16 and, and 18. They want him available for that. So, yeah, and Ketcher, very much of interest. I, I I can't make that transfer, obviously, Alvarez to Ketcher this week. But, yeah, it's suddenly become available as a a possibility. Um, and I'd be aware as well that those on the two-forward strategy will find that difficult to, to go there. If people on, say, Watkins and Haaland also got Salah and they're already set with a 4.5 like an archer, People are going to find that difficult. So I think it's an opportunity there. Yeah, I'm very interested. MRCX says, hey, James, hope you're doing well. Yep, very good. Thank you, mate. Uh, Horia says, hi, James. Bench one of Saka, Diaby, Mitoma for this week. Yeah, I haven't fully decided myself. It's, it's between Saka, Mitoma and Bowen for me, probably to bench this week, which is rough. And that looks equally rough. Um, I can't really give you the right answer because I haven't really made my own decision. I can only say at the moment, it, it's probably going to be Saka. So I feel like I should say that. Greg Frost um, says, I saw your very nice comment on Black Box last night, by the way, Greg. Thank you, mate. Do you think another keeper can outscore Ariola over the next eight? Yeah, of course. All I'd say is like, I've got West Ham top my ticker at the next seven. But can another keeper outscore over the next day? Yeah. Allison would feel like a great example of one that might. But it's not impossible that Ariola could be the highest scoring keeper over that, that period. So certainly wouldn't stress about it. I think he's still a reasonable get. The fixtures are good, right? Brentford, Forest, Burton, uh, Burton, not quite. Burnley, sorry. Crystal Palace, Tottenham, Fulham, Wolves is a good run of fixtures. So if you've got doubts over Ariola, it's fine to have them, but I don't think there's enough at the same value that I would be more keen on, for example. Johnston could be another one who I'm sitting on, particularly over the next five. But if you're looking over the next eight, then maybe doubtful. But over the next five, maybe Sam Johnston might might be a better shout. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. 
Uh, MRCX says, thoughts on punting Jota this week. Also, would you either move on Jota or Martinelli for Saka after this game week? Uh, so you're buying Jota and then moving on. So potentially asking about one-week punt. I'm, I'm not going to cover it because I already answered the, the question before about potentially having Jota as a replacement for Nunes. In terms of wanting Saka next week, yeah, we're going to be in the same position that we was in last week. But I think, yeah, Burnley at home, then Brentford, Wolves, Luton, you're definitely going to want to be on, I think, yeah. Sweet Blue says, hey, James, I have a Luis Diaz issue in my team and I'm not happy with any midfield options now. Would you take a minus four to turn Diaz and Archer into a 4.5 million midfielder and Darwin Nunes? Yes, I I don't mind that. Um, There's nothing great at the 4.5-ish value. I certainly wouldn't do that if Diaz is declared available for this weekend. But if not, uh, yeah, I don't mind that. The, the only other thing to say is there's so many good options as a potential replacement for, for Diaz. You know, Brighton, Villa, West Ham, Jared Bowen. I'm going to guess you probably couldn't get to an Arsenal. You might be able to get to Martinelli, for example, which I, I get doesn't feel ideal this week. Does Odegaard come back into the picture? I would just second look at it and say, does it need to be a minus four? I get the want for Darwin Nunes. I get it. It's the what it could be. Uh, Ludwig Bergfeld says, hey, James, sitting on two free transfers and choosing between Botman to Gay or Stupinan and start ahead of Trippier or 4.5 plus Madison to Darwin on 4.5, your preference. Um, I'd still start trips, I think, in nearly all cases. I think kind of best back three this week in all series would be something like Shimikas Cash Trippier, I would think. And then I'd probably pick him over the likes of Udogi and others, yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't pick Gay or Estupinan over Trippier this week, to be honest. Uh, the moving on Madison, arguably right time with fixtures perhaps stiffening up for Tottenham, but it, there's a cautiousness on it. Mad- Madison is almost the, the exact opposite of Nunes in terms of the unpredictability, the ceiling of what it could be, but also the, oh my God, is he going to miss games at a certain point? I mean, you look at them playing... At Fulham, Sheffield United Palace is Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday between 14 and 16. You need to be aware of these sort of things. Is he going to start all three? Probably not. With Madders, you know what you get. So it's probably the... If if you haven't got a Palace coverage defensively, I don't mind the game move, but it'd still start Trippier over him. MRCX is play one out of Porro, Bulldog, Taylor, eh, Pedro. I'd play Pedro for the offensive stuff, mate. FPL Jupiter says, hi, James, any thoughts on Edward? Yeah, I just would not be going near anything Crystal Palace offensively till Eze and Elise are back. And then once they are, it would be one of them that I'd want to go to. So no, no interest in that, mate. I mean, it's a similar, similar price to Nketiah as a comparison. I'm just checking Edward's price. 5.5 so is basically the same as Nketiah, isn't it? So, I mean, how do you, how do you make the case for it? Well, the fixture's a good long term. I'd rather take a short-term punt on Kesha 5.6, and I recognise you might not be able to afford that. No, no interest in that, to be honest. As for Balaji, says, Hi, James, what are your thoughts on Gary O'Neill's appearance on Monday Night Football, and has your opinion of him changed since? Uh, yeah, and only for the positive. I I'd spoke about it um, on one of the, the bits of content last week. I thought it was a, an, a really fascinating watch. He came across really well. He came across as likeable and not that far removed from a you know an average human being like me or you or others 
and he spoke so well tactically. I think that would have been a question mark on him was as he got the tactical now. So when he was speaking, you know, you listen to him and you go, yeah, you know, a lot more than me. Okay, cool. I respect that. So yeah, I massively, massively impressed with, with his appearance on that. And I recommend anybody goes and, and finds that and watches it really, really good appearance. Uh, Atta would also like everyone to like the stream uh, and I hope the live show goes well. Thank you, my friend. Yeah, I said at the start about live show, tickets available in the bio, all money to Game Week 39 charity fund. And yes, smash a like, please, people. Uh, and thank you, Addy. Uh, FPO Andy says, afternoon, James, thoughts on Bone Tomatoma? Nah. Nah. Brentford Forest, Burnley Palace, Tottenham, Fulham, Wolves, Manchester United in the blank Game Week, which is a home fixture. Well, I bought Bowen last week. And committed to him basically for that period for his consistency. I used the reference on Monday, like that period where I was going through Watkins, when it was like assist, assist, assist. It's like this is not what I invested in. Um, and then it explodes, and I kept saying I want Watkins for that period from sort of game week eight onwards. I'm, I'm not moving it. I'm not moving it. He's he's there. He's staying. And for me, I think that's the case with Bowen that it might be a little bit more sporadic as in there might be more two pointers in there, but he's capable of the halls. And for me sticking about no intention to go anywhere, like Mitoma is a great option. I'm, I'm in a, I guess, privileged position in the sense that I've got both at the moment, but no, I, I don't think, I don't think I would move that. At least, you know, with Bowen, he'll play as well. Mitoma this week, fine. Chef United next week. Subject to how their trip in Holland three days earlier goes, I suppose, or the Netherlands, apologies. Michael Harlan says, hi, James, sat 89K overall with no chip shoes, feeling really good. I'm pleased for you, Michael. Addy Tor says, has 10 Hag lost the dressing room or are the players just not good enough? I spoke about this a number of weeks ago with the Sancho stuff after they lost to Arsenal. And I'm not ITK, I'm not in the know what's happening there, but I spoke about murmurings that there were a lot of players that were siding with Sancho's side of what happened and there would be others who weren't. Um, There's also been obviously the issues with uh, Anthony and Greenwood has not helped the potential takeover. There's a lot going on at Manchester United that just feels ugly at the moment. But it did speak after game week four saying, if there's a split in the dressing room, he's got a massive problem. And to the people who say changing the manager isn't the answer, and I get that, and it might not be. There's no guarantee whoever else comes in does better. If you have lost the dressing room, you are wasting your time. You're wasting your time and you need to change. Now, I'm not saying that's happened, but it might have. And United's results and performances over the last number of weeks, to be honest, all season, really, in terms of the performances, would have to make some of that questionable. And if there's a split in the group, then unfortunately, whether it's now, next week, next month, next year, it is inevitable that Manchester United will change. And if there's players there that aren't playing for him, unfortunately, you can't just throw the managers out at the players out the club. The manager will have to go. And I get it. I completely get, as I said, why many are saying changing the manager is not the answer. And it might not be. But if he's lost the dressing room, he's, he's point at no return. He won't get it back. Purely because we've seen too much from these players in the past and them for Solskjaer and Mourinho and even those who would have for Van Hal before and stuff. Nah, 
Nah, there's a culture problem at Manchester United. So if he's lost the dressing room, it's game over. Vishnu says, I went no sun in my wild card and opted for Trippier. Is it best to hold until that Bournemouth fixture and reassess? And then what reassess that Sun's got Villa, Man City, West Ham, Newcastle afterwards? You know, I, I don't think Trippier's fixtures were any worse than Sun's over that period. I never a difficult comparison because Sun's got massive ceiling, but so's trips. So look, you made the choice to go without. You scored at Palace. Are you shocked? Nah, I'd stay where you are at the moment. Eschen says, play Gabriel Lascelles or Taylor. I would maybe play big taste too. Maybe. Maybe. Have a look at my prediction on the deadline stream on Saturday morning. It might answer the question. But I, I have to repeat, I do think it'll be low scoring. I, I think it could be nil-nil or or one-nil either way, for example. And I mean, I'd probably prefer either of those options to Taylor, even though I said I think Burnley might win as well. Jovan Kanijas is high. James Sell Lewis Diaz for Jared Bowen. Just because I've made my point. MRCX says, if we move on Hoiberg in January, who would you like as a replacement? Or do you reckon Benson Corr and potentially Gallagher are enough despite playing different roles? Well, Gallagher plays for Chelsea, mate. And I, I don't think I don't think there's any guarantee if Tottenham went sniffing for Gallagher in January that A, Chelsea would sell. And B, I'm not sure Gallagher would want to go to Tottenham because we know he really wants to play for Chelsea. He's made that clear a number of times. So Tottenham, I would think in January, would only move Hoiberg on in two examples. One, if the money was too good to turn down, and I suspect it probably won't be in January. Or if they believe they've got a a ready-made upgrade and Gallagher might be that. But at the moment, we've got Hoiberg sitting in for Bissouma, right, as as the backup. And Pierre and Hoiberg will be needed to play that position in January with with or without Bentoncourt. Like, I would see Bentoncourt more covering for Saar, right, as it stands currently. I would like to see Bentoncourt play that sixth role at some point for Tottenham to, to see if he can do it under Ange. And I'm sure he can because his ball-playing skills, his work ethic, etc., his diligence are all good enough, I would think, to play that position. But I think at the moment, probably playing him in a, in a position further forward where he regains fitness and confidence would be a better solution. So who would I like as a replacement? Well, I wouldn't say Gallagher's a direct replacement for Hoiberg unless Ange believes right, Benson Cole versus Bissouma. I think Gallagher would be perfect for Tottenham's system. I spoke about that in, in August. I think he would be a great get for that right-sided eight position. Uh, Bensley Velia says, is Bowen really worth that much money or should I move him on to a budget so I can actually spread the money around to the other midfielders? You want to spread budget, spread budget, but I've been clear on Jared Bowen. It's not going anywhere for me. Chris Smith has a Sky question. Says, if you're already on Sanchez, would you skip the Fulham Wolves single game day? Sarah is probably the best option who I'd probably want to move back to Sanchez for Chelsea's run. Yeah. So here's how to think about this, Chris. So I'm on Nick Pope at the moment. So if I go, one of the things we say, oh, it's two transfers. But if I decide in my plan to go Pope to Sanchez, which I've spoken about as a possibility, then getting Sar is only one transfer. It's one daisy chain transfer in the middle. In your scenario, it really is two. So therefore, Sar's got to pretty dramatically outscore Sanchez over that period. And I just wouldn't deem that worthwhile I don't think so I think if you're on next fixtures are tough but I'd probably hang on mate 
James Johnson says, hello, mate. Sickener in Sky bought Neto Saturday to cover through, including the captain later on. Thoughts to move off to looking to hold through to overhaul at this point. Look, the word is a couple of weeks, but I'd, I'd probably move that, I think, especially if you haven't got Shimikas, unless you're in like a 4-3-3, um, then obviously you wouldn't be able to do it. But if, if you're not in that system, if you can go Neto to Shimikas, I'd probably do it reevaluate you'd have three games for Shimikas and, and if Neto's back in the team against Fulham and you decide you want to do it then then get back but yeah I think it's a move on that one to be honest James uh the things you could hold on right and then what if he's not back for Fulham then it's Arsenal next ah, grim Milan Razabsi says hey James would you sell trips for eight Nori it would open up the option to sell Diaby Bowen Madison for Saka next week issue is I don't really want to sell any of those three in game week 13 yeah get it eight Nori's a player I mentioned on Monday who there's some attractive fixtures potentially coming up where you can use him as a rotationable and I think there are managers who will be looking at 11 13 and probably 16 as tough fixtures for defensive players. And Wolves' fixtures in those three weeks, so Sheffield United away, Fulham away, and Nottingham Forest at home. So quite reasonable to look at a player like that. So would I be massively keen on selling trips for those who own? Not really, but I get it. And I'd certainly personally rather be in a position that I had Saka for game which 12 to 15. So I yeah I, I don't I don't mind it I don't mind it. Jeremy Dharma Yu says we've had decent Chelsea defence eyes selling Erling Haaland for game which well despite two tough fixtures on paper afterwards. If I keep him, I have to sell Madison to Son since him versus Villa good alternative to Erling Haaland in game with thirteen. Uh, yeah, Son could be, but I I mean my intention currently would be to captain Haaland against Liverpool in thirteen and. Not worry about that. You'll get opportunities. It's nearly a certainty. Home game at the SEC, he's going to get he's going to get chances. So, and Madison, to be honest, offers its own alternative for Capsley Mabry in that week. If Sonny's racing away, who do you think's putting him in? Well, it's a fair chance it'd be Madison, right? So, I mean, is selling Holland in game week twelve for four game weeks is is that viable? Yeah, sure, it is. Um, it's something that will get spoken about a lot more in the next week or so. Jerry Damayu says, that's what we've done. Uh, shout out to Alistair Hargraves. Milan says, other than that, don't have any issue. Two free transfers, so maybe we'll just burn the transfer. Never keen on burning. Milan, drop me a screenshot of your team on Slack and I'll have a little look at it later, mate. Uh, MRCX says, everyone smash the like for James. We need to get that ratio up. Cheers, pal. Uh, JS says, thinking Trippier to Virgil van Dijk this week for Luton because Trips might get a rest, etc." Van Dyke could get more headers with Sabosli and Trent balls in. I don't fancy Shimikas sensible move or hold for two threes. To be honest, it's the same with Van Dyke for Shimikas. Van Dyke could head one in. It might be from a Shimikas assist from a left-sided corner. That's conceivable. So the saving on the money, I think it's worth it. In terms of trips getting a rest, just don't see it. Not particularly. Don't don't see it. He's had it last. He had it last night. So I wouldn't be concerned about that. Vishnu says start Gay Palmer or Gabriel this week. Um, it's probably Palmer. 
just, just purely because it's on pens. And as I said, I, I think he'll play a more central role further forward this week. So you're probably, probably Palmer. Andrew Grondon says, hi, James, intended to roll this week, but now toying with moving Gordon up to Foden for Bournemouth would mean benching either Road Dougie, <laughs> I presume it's meant to be you, Doggy, or Bowen. Uh, you're no Holland, but do have Alvarez thoughts. I mean, I don't mind getting Foden in this week. I'd, I'd spoke about it on Monday as a, as a really good kind of one-week punt. Um, is it worth it, though? Like a master's, who would I rather have for the next five game weeks or so? Is it Foden or, or is it Bowen? It's, it's probably still still Bowen, to be honest, but I get not moving Gordon to Bowen this week. I get that. So perhaps Gordon into Foden, Foden then on to Bowen. But you're saying you've got Bowen, you might bench him. I wouldn't be keen to bench Jared Bowen. Not keen. He's not scored in every away game so far. That's the statistic, isn't it? Big Geek says, Hi, James. I've been offered a draft trade. Rashford for Martinelli. Is that sell Rashford to get in Martinelli? I'd take it. Yeah. Marcus Rashford's had second most shots in the Premier League this year. Did you know that? Edward S says, Thinking of moving Brennan Johnson to Fatty this week. You've had him all this period and now you want to move on? Benching Ferguson, then next week post you at bench Fatty and play Ferguson. What do you think, mate? I think just keep Brennan Johnson under that circumstance, mate. Yeah, I said he's a player to keep an eye on. Um, you know, you, you're working out that what Fatty's going to play this week and Ferguson's not, and then Ferguson's going to play next week and Fatty's not. I don't think it's going to be that straightforward, I'm afraid, Edward. If you've got that right, fair game to you. Alistair Hargreaves says Neto and Madison out for Saka and Adingra. Do I go early on my transfers? Um, well, I, I feel like the sensible one there, Alistair, surely would be Neto to Adingra this week and then Madison to Saka next week. No, that, that would feel like the play to me. JHSUFC says, hi, James, what are views on United? Is it time for Ten Hag to go with how the latest match has gone? I'll largely skip it um, because I, I, I spoke about it to a, a previous question. But all I'll add is, is it time for him to go? the answer literally will lie within the football club's knowledge of if he's lost that dressing room or not. If he's lost the dressing room, yes. If he hasn't, then no. And I, I do think it's worth saying his Ajax team was so good. But he also made a very bizarre comment after the Manchester City game, which says, we can't play like that. But wasn't he brought in for Manchester United to be able to go and play like that? And I think when you look at... This is what will annoy people... When you look at the transformation of Tottenham under Ange and the style that was before with Mourinho and Conte and Nuno Santo for a bit in the middle and how the team plays now and the fact this was instant almost, within a, within game one, you you could, even if no one saw Tottenham in pre-season, you watched game one at Brentford and you went, oh, dad, they're very different. You could see straight away the philosophy, what the fullbacks were doing, etc. You could see it straight away. We are... 15, 16 months in with Ten Hag. And I'd have to be asking why he's sitting there thinking his team can't play in the way his Ajax did. And I get, you know, people like Lissandro Martinez, I think is a particularly important miss at the moment. So is Luke Shaw. What did he buy Anana for? If he didn't want to improve the way they play, what did he buy Mason Mount for? I thought it was to convert the team to play a 4-1-4-1. I think the problem he then realised was, oh, sugar, I can't leave. Casemiro can't be the one anymore. Okay, we'll get Amrabat in as well. And he's just plugging holes. What what I spoke about with Gary Robinson last week on the on the fan view. So I, I think that comment last Sunday would be really alarming 
you'd have to look at him and say, well, what's your job then, mate? Is it not to get us playing in a style? What got him the job? It was what he used at Ajax, right? The way his team played there, the remarkable achievement to get that team to a Champions League semi-final. And it should have been a final, right? I was up both legs. They were the better team across the two legs. The second leg was madness. But Ajax should have been out of sight after the first leg. What a team. So I know how well his teams can play. Why is that not happening at Manchester? He's like, oh, it's the players, it's the players. But if the good enough players, you can't tell me that good players like Bruno Fernandes is and, and these types can't be coached. Can't be coached to play a, a different way and a, a more fluid way. It doesn't make sense. So questions now need to really be asked over the style as much as the results, I think. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Rahul Saxena says, should I get Mbumo in place of Almiron? Uh, I wouldn't rush that. I've got Mbumo kind of earmarked for game week 14 for me. West Ham, Liverpool, Arsenal next three. You might need to steam into that. No, I think I'd leave Almer on there at the moment. Uh, Mr. Tools, what to do with Bayer and Sky? Find a way to get rid, I think, mate, unless Vincent Company says different. There is no reason to keep now, right? There's no single game day against Wolves on that Tuesday that I've mentioned a few times. It's not happening. Arsenal play that night. There's no reason to have him. So if he's not, if he's not fit, it's just wasting away for you, mate. And... The likes of Nakamba, Palmer, etc. Got to be better buys if you can get up to Shimikas. Yeah. Alistair Hargreaves says, who do I have as first sub? Taylor Archer. I mean, Taylor, to be honest. Uh, can we be certain that Archer plays? Indra Nils says, hi, James. Good to see you. I have one question for you. Do you think now December is fast approaching? We need minimum 14 first team players in our squad for rotation and stuff. No, not necessarily, because you can look at people like Taylor and, you know, it's it's fine. Your Palmer's a dinger, as you might want to put in that category. But Archer's not someone that you'd often choose to start, right? So can you have, like, Archer bottomed out, Taylor bottomed out, like a non-playing goalkeeper, a Strakosha, for example? Yeah, sure. There should be a consciousness of December, but I think more the point would be the consciousness of game week 18 in itself. You might these guys need these guys to play for you in game week 18, which is going to conveniently bring me on to tomorrow's people's poll vote in a moment. Ashley Hargreaves says, what do you make of Mike Ashley looking to buy Reading? Good for us, in your opinion. We did a pod on Reading um, on Patreon. In fact, we've done two over the last couple of years. But we mentioned Mike Ashley on another pod in relation to interest in Coventry City. And the one thing we did say about Ashley 
is he would probably would stabilize the football club. I think like Reading is such a mess at the moment with what's happening and the owner there. The EFL aren't particularly helping at the moment. They've got this unpaid tax bill that's been going on for ages. Um, they need support. And I do think that Mike Ashley would probably look at it at long-term gain and profit, but I do think that he would stabilise the football club. Newcastle were never in financial trouble under Mike Ashley. Newcastle just weren't doing what Newcastle should have been doing. So do I think if Mike Ashley took over Reading, as much as you'd think, oh, bloody hell, Mike Ashley, he probably would stabilise it. And it's probably the sort of thing that Reading need at the moment. We spoke on that as well about the potential of that football club because of its catchment area. You know, the Elizabeth line's been built. It goes from Reading to London. You can you can get into the city within you know, a half hour or so. So I think catchment area-wise, there's not a huge number of football clubs going kind of west that way. The, the stadium's in place. It's a good modern stadium. There's a lot there in terms of potential for that football club if it can sort itself out financially. And the potential hits out at the ceiling that they hit, right, which is hitting a mid-table finish in the Premier League. That's its ceiling. But if you can get it even to the Premier League, that's where your man can make his money back, right? It'll take a while, but I would think most people don't like him and I I, and I get why he would stabilise that probably. Aaron Hill says, uh, from an all-in strategy perspective, I think I'm leaning punting on a Dingra over Saka than a Stupinan over Trips. Or do you think Saka and Trips together outweigh an all-in strat? Um, well, the other two might not play and they're both brilliant assets if I said to you now right you're going to play them two players and one of them is going to score 12 and the other one's going to get a one pointer would you start a Stupinan and a Dingra those two players are capable of that sort of thing right I'd probably just play Trips and, and Saka under that circumstance unless I get it certainly if Deservey was to say right if Stupinan's fit he's going to start then that changes the scenario. Penguin says, hi, mate. Thanks for the great input. Have the usual suspects in midfield and 1.7 million in the bank. Thinking of Palmer out and Bumo in. Thoughts, please. I wouldn't rush it. I get it. I get it. I wouldn't I wouldn't rush it. I said, I kind of got Bumo in marked for 14. I realised Palmer's got three tough fixtures as well. If you think you're going to want Bumo, definitely for that game week 14 period. And yes, this week looks better. And he's talisman, he's on pens, etc. Yeah, I, I don't mind. I don't mind because you've got the money in the bank. But that's uh how do you feel if Mbumo blanks this week and then you're looking at Liverpool and Arsenal? Are you suddenly oh, I want to move that on to something else? Just check that in your forward thinking, that's all. JHSUFC says, hi, James, would you do Bruno Fernandes and Archer? Almost, yeah, definitely to anybody. To two of Palmer slash Adingra. References to Adingra. And Watkins slash Nunes from minus four. If this at this stage I would prefer Nunes. If so, who would be your choice? So Adinga and Nunes would be the choices. And the answer is yes, I probably would. Jay says, would you sell James Wood Prowse to Mitoma or Mbumo? Uh to Mitoma at this moment? Yeah, sure. Yeah. James Wright says, smash the light people. Uh who doggy out or roll and for who to cover next four game weeks. Cheers. Uh, to cover over the next four, uh, I, I, I tell you what I like as a shout is Emerson, actually, at West Ham. Um, Brentford away this week, not brilliant. Forest, Burnley, Palace with two of the three at home afterwards. Right? It's, it's decent, actually, if, if you're not on Ariola. Similarly, if you are, then 
Palace players are obviously a consideration for like they're the main contenders. It would be between them, I think. But I, my instinct would probably be hold at the moment next two and then reevaluate. And I'd probably be holding it as well and I'd be thinking, is that my move to a stupid And that's part of what I've got in mind. And I want a bit more info on that before I commit. Josh Turbill says, Hi, James. I went Solanke and Gibbs White on wildcard on a 4 3 3. Is this Clayton in disguise? I have two free transfers, 0.5 in the bank, and looking to move these punts on. Where would you go? I would want to get Solanke to Nunez, so it's Gibbs White down. So Gibbs White to a Dingra, does it work? Solanke to Nunez, can you do that? Might be a little short. Another way of doing it would be Solanke to Nketcher. And Gibbs White perhaps up to sort of Mitoma. And it's a, there's a few different little options there. Ron Carrera says, hey, mate, would you hold a Nana in Sky? The, the thing is, it's not great to move on this week. So, yes, I would. I would hold on for the next three fixtures. And then I would sell to probably Jose Sar when Fulham play Wolves. And then I'd move down to Sanchez. That's what I'd be looking to do. Reedy says, based on your thoughts on Newcastle and being low scoring, would you start Gabriel Porro Porro? Christopher Guinness says, good morning, James. Any news on a doggy? Apologies if it's been asked before. Not as yet, but we all thought he was, honestly, we all thought he was going to play at Palace last Friday. So I don't, I don't think there's a serious issue there. That, that's all I can say. Um, I'm sure Ange will give us a bit more info on that. Remember the game isn't until Monday as well. Uh, Hollis Stamos, my friend says, hey, James, how's it going? It's going well. Thank you, mate. Uh, Prashan says hi James 0.3 in the bank going to do JWP to Matoma any open moves you can recommend I think that's fine mate Gothic uh, says Zuma knee injury serious Um, not aware of the issue I I can't answer that because I'm not aware of the issue did he come off did he get an issue against Everton having a blank now Um, I might got an issue last night Uh, to be honest I didn't watch the game last night literally I saw the goals so I, I can't answer that. I would be, uh, as Nico would say, um, I, I would be better to uninform you than misinform you. I don't know the answer. Sorry. Ashley Wood says Salah getting a rest this week because <laughs> he played at Bournemouth in the cup last week. What for? What to save him for Toulouse in Europa next week? Like, I don't get why that would be the case. OG Noz says, based on the results so far of Luton, Burnley and Sheffield United, is the gap between the championship clubs and the Premier League bigger than ever? It might be, but also accept that this is unusual year in the sense that Sheffield United and Luton came up and they couldn't really spend money. They couldn't. I can't think of two teams that come up in the last decade that have been so handcuffed in terms of what they were able to spend in terms of transfers. We know the owner at Sheffield United wants to sell. Luton, you have to remember the hardship that football club went all the way down to the National League has come up. It's still majority fan-owned. They want to build a new stadium. These things are the long-term vision of that football club is more important. Um, Sheffield United also lost to arguably their two best players, right? And then Dyer and Sandberg on the eve of the season as well. So, tough. Sweet Blues says, James out here giving away all the answers to the quiz pod. <laughs> By the way, how was your mixed school? I haven't had it yet because I haven't had time. Um, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> Literally, I haven't got time to breathe today. Uh, as soon as I finish, I'm doing another recording with Serge. KCG says, James, why does Kulo get no returns yet get the super minutes we crave? Thank you. Um, 
in the system, he's, he's struggling the sense his 1v1 ability to beat players. He's capable, but it's that little lacking of pace. And also, I don't think he smells goals. So if you look at Johnson's role in Sun's goal, I don't think that happens in quite the same way with the same speed. He'll get the touch and he'll try and beat the man or or something else will happen. And also, when the ball's coming in from the left, he's never won. When can you think of Kulazewski and you think, say like say the Richarlison won from a Kulazewski cross against Luton, in, really early in the game when he missed it on the back post. Now, imagine that the other way reversed where the cross is coming in from the left. You ever see Kulazewski in that moment at the back post? No, he's got to improve that. He must, must improve that in terms of his ability to hit the box. Um, otherwise, there's your answer to your question, essentially. Uh, right, I'm going to do... I can see Ruben Villa's question is going to be the last one that I cover, guys. But I'll I'll go through these fairly quickly. Jared1993 says, Hi, James. On my wildcard this game week, who do you think of Leno as a long-term keeper option? Yeah, good. Um, a little bit better now. You've got kind of Tottenham and Brighton away uh, out, out of the way as well. So, yeah, reasonable. I think fixture's tough. I think I've got Fulham roughly about 18th from my ticker over the next seven. So it's tough fixtures, but it's some decent ones in there as well. Wolves, Forest, West Ham, Burnley. Um, and to be honest, Manchester United are the next five home games before Christmas. I, I think that's perfectly reasonable, to be honest. Uh, Alistair says exactly my thoughts on Mike Ashley. Yeah, sure. Anoop says, uh, who to start this game week? Gordon as fifth mid or Maguire as fourth defence? I played Gordon, to say the truth. Simon Kurt, do you, do you think Dallow starts on Saturday after his performance last night? I heard he was bad, but I didn't watch it, so I can't comment. Um, I guess the answer to that will depend on Wambisaka's fitness. It's worth saying, I guess Ten Hag doesn't really want to play Region and Dallow can cover that side. So it's the most likely answer is yes, still. George Houter says, hey, James, I have to hold Hoyland for the next two, don't I? Well, do I bite the bullet and hit Watkins and Ketcher or Alvarez in? Uh, I'd be very tempted to, in honesty, just get Alvarez in now and then move that on to Ketcher next week. Yep, genuinely. Alex Richards says, would you mind Bruno for a two-week punt? Could potentially burn a transfer next week if I don't take a punt. I'm just not Kane. I'm just, I just think there's so many other options. Why can't that be Matoma next week? Why can't that be a dinger in it? They've got Sheffield United. Oh, but United have got, we have Brighton have got Sheffield United. And if we're sitting here this time next week and we're confident what the Brighton team is, you know, Newcastle at Bournemouth, Tottenham at Wolves, Liverpool got Brentford, Arsenal got Burnley. What do I want to go and buy Bruno Fernandes for? That's generally my take. And it's not to say he can't hit it off. Of course he could. But he's definitely another transfer out if you go there. Would be no interest to me personally. Sam Barnard says, I got Emerson last night. Reassurance acquired. Nice. John Long says, hey, James, do you think Porro could return against Chelsea? Otherwise, who do you move him on to? I already have Shimikas, Cash, Mitchell. You, you're not in any position to need to move. Yeah, I, I think take the next two game weeks, see how you feel after. Uh, and the final one goes to Ruben Villa. Says, hi, James, do you think Diaby to Mbumo is a good transfer? I, I wouldn't be doing that. So Diaby's got Forest away and Fulham at home in the next two, and Boomer's got West Ham at home and then Liverpool away. Then after that, they both got a tough game in game week 13, game week 14, as I've already mentioned. Right, that's it, guys. Thanks very much for your questions and those who contributed on stream. Uh, smash a like, hit the sub button. Before I go, a reminder, obviously, you can buy your tickets for Sunday's live show. 
Forest v Villa, Luton v Liverpool, then live podcast, seven o'clock, Thirsty Bears, Central London. It is a short walk from Southwark Tube Station on the Jubilee line. You can also walk there fairly comfortably from Waterloo. And we found us a visit there on Tuesday as well. Blackfriars on the Thames Link line is really close as well. And a nice picturesque walk as well where the train arrives on the River Thames as well. So Blackfriars, we think, is just slightly possibly the closest train station. And that runs all the way up to like Bedford, um, comes into St Pancras International, and the other way goes to Horsham. I think you can get there from Brighton. So I stop your excuses. Come because you can get home after the gig as well. Definitely, the trains will run late from there. So yep, get your tickets uh, details uh, near the top of the chat or obviously in the bio as well. The People's Poll vote. I am about to tweet for tomorrow's podcast right now. That post has gone out. You've got five hours from just after one o'clock to cast your vote of which FPL-related topic you would like for tomorrow's podcast. There are three options. FPL enablers, a closer inspection on enablers in each position at the moment. Who do we think's best? And there's a lot of talk of budget options. I can even feel it on this chat. Another option is how to plan for game week 18. The fixtures look quite rough. Manchester City and Brentford blank. We need a consciousness in terms of preparation for that week because most of us have either already wildcarded or we're going to wildcard afterwards. So there does need to be a consciousness of that. So we're going to have a focus around that if you want. And the final one is Robot versus King, Holland versus Salah. A look at them over the next few weeks running up to Christmas a comparison of the two players. If we could only have one, which one would we go with? We were starting new from now. So Holland versus Salah comparison. Those are your options. Enablers, Game Week 18 or Holland versus Salah. Head to my Twitter account, Planet FPL Pod. That's literally just been tweeted out. You'll have till just after six o'clock to cast your votes for tomorrow's podcast. I'm now off to join Suj for a podcast on if ever football fandom and entrance to football stadiums could ever be free. We're going to look at a case study involving Fortuna Dusseldorf in Germany in the second division. They've just let 50,000 fans in for free. Yeah, unbelievably. Could it ever happen? We're going to have a discussion about that now on Patreon. If you want to support the show, it's www.patreon.com forward slash planet FPL. Thanks, everybody, who joined in the chat. Submit your questions. Smash a like on your way out. Deadline stream on YouTube, 10 a.m. this Saturday morning as well. For the benefit of those on the audio, cue music, please, and child. The Fantasy Football Show. Podcast Network.